Password cracking is easy. Here's how to do it. For less than $50, someone can crack the average password. A computer that can crack an 8-character password in 4.2 hours would need 5.7 trillion years to crack a 16-character one. When it comes to preserving your privacy and identity on the internet, passwords are the most common for protection. It's so common that most of us take its importance for granted. Every website we visit, every service we sign up for, requires a password as a form of identity verification. But few people take passwords seriously. As a result, many of the internet's passwords are eight characters and hash with MD5. And if you don't know what that means, don't worry, I'll go into more detail about it later. But that means that it can be cracked by someone who spends $50 on some hardware. With such a threat to your current or future self, it's time to take password creation more seriously. Brute forcing, put simply, is a method for password cracking where the attacker attempts to try as many different possible password combinations based on a set of parameters. For example, a parameter can be set by a website where the password must be between 8 to 16 characters. In the simplest model, the password cracker may begin by trying 00000000. Then it might try 00000001, and so on and so forth, until it's tried every possible combination of allowable characters. That's a lot of combination of characters. In fact, it's about three quadrillion different types of combinations, and each one is a separate attempt. How brute forcing works. You might be imagining in your head someone wrote a program that goes to a website you frequent, types in your username, types in a password attempt, and hits the login button. Then does this three quadrillion more times. No, that's not how it works. Assuming that a website takes two seconds to load a page, then that's two seconds of wait time to get a password incorrect page for each try. In other words, it would take up to nine quadrillion seconds or 287 million years. Assuming that the website doesn't lock the username after a certain amount of suspicious attempts. In reality, what happens is that your username and your password are exposed from a data breach, which happens more often than you think. The password being exposed can happen in two ways. In a very insecure scenario, your password isn't hashed. It's stored in plain text. No reader would need to do anything but copy and paste your password. For example, if your password is password1, then it would show up as password1 for anyone viewing the contents of the data breach. Brute forcing isn't needed in this scenario because the website already handed over your information on a silver platter. In a more secure scenario, your password is hashed, and it's not stored in plain text. For example, if your password is still password1, it would show up as 0B14D50A5999, etc, etc. So here's what hashing is on a basic level. It's a process where you take any combination and length of characters, and it gets transformed into a unique, unintelligible pattern of a specific number of characters and numbers. You can try a SHA-256 hash generator just by Googling it. When you find one, try a few things. First, 
Type in the same word in all lowercase and then all uppercase. You'll notice that the hash is different. That's because hashes are case sensitive. Next, type in a bunch of random characters as quickly as possible. You'll see that the hash is updated in virtually real time and it's basically indistinguishable to the human eye. That's because an effective hash must be fast. Third, type in a word. Remember, it's case sensitive. Delete it and then type it in again in the same case that you used. You'll notice that the hash is the same both times. That's because the hash is unique to your word and each hash is unique to a combination of characters. And no two character combinations will have the same hash. Fourth, type in a word, copy the resulting hash, and paste that hash into the word box. You'll see a new hash is generated. That's because you can't unhash a hash. It's a one-way road, so someone with a hash will not be able to figure out the original content except through guessing. Finally, the hash that you're working with is probably SHA-256. If you change it to, for example, an MD5 algorithm and type in the same word, you'll notice that the resulting hash is shorter. That's because SHA-256 has 256 bits, whereas MD5 has only 128 bits. Different hashing algorithms can be applied for different use cases. For example, Hashing with MD5 is faster than hashing with SHA-256, but SHA-256 is more secure. Even SHA-256 may not be secure enough, and you may have to choose another hash function. Eventually, even the most secure one won't be secure either. That's because with faster CPUs and GPUs, the hash becomes easier to crack. The speed at which a password can be cracked is also impacted by the difficulty of the algorithm. Therefore, a password hashed under SHA-256 may be safer than a password hashed under MD5. Unfortunately, a lot of the internet isn't even up to the SHA-256 standard yet. An article published by ZDNet in mid-2019 claimed that 25% of major CMSs still use MD5 hashing. For those unfamiliar, a CMS is a content management system. And that's what the majority of websites use to run and manage their entire front-end and back-end. Popular ones include WordPress and SugarCRM. To give you a sense of their popularity, a study published by w 3 Techs in 2018 claimed that 30% of the internet's websites are powered by WordPress. And WordPress is one of the CMSs that use MD5 hashing for password storage. While an MD5 hashed password storage is better than storing passwords in plain text, it isn't much better. It's choosing between living on the side of a road or living on the side of a road with a tent. Benchmarks with a set of NVIDIA graphics cards shows Hashcat running 200 giga hashes per second, which means it's iterating through tons of MD5 hashes per second. And that's exactly how brute forcing works. A computer is doing exactly what you were doing earlier, just typing in a bunch of strings and seeing what hash comes out and seeing if that resulting hash matches with the hash that's your password. And so how do they obtain that information? They obtain it from a data breach. Once they have your email and a hash of your password in the data breach, now the hacker needs two other things. 
first, a program that will automatically try out different combinations of characters and compare the results with the hash from the list as we talked about before. Second, hardware that will be both fast and economical enough for the hacker to crack the passwords in a short amount of time without spending so much money that it makes it economically illogical for him or her to even attempt to crack the password. The first part is pretty easy. There are free open source tools out there that do exactly as requested, such as Hashcat, which we talked about earlier, or John the Ripper. The second part, obtaining the hardware, may sound more complicated, but with cloud services, those parts can be sourced quickly and cheaply also. If you recall from earlier, I talked about how an NVIDIA rig can crack an eight character MB5 password with, within four hours of just random guessing. On the one hand, the GPUs sound pretty expensive, especially since those graphics cards are fairly high-end. On the other hand, with cloud computing, you can rent those GPUs out by the hour for a significantly lower cost. For example, on AWS, you can get some pretty large powerful VMs with GPUs for just $3.06 per hour. Eight of those would cost approximately $25 per hour, and running them for five hours would cost less than $125. Give it a bit of wiggle room and we can round up to $150 to be safe. This is a very basic estimate only based on standard pricing. Alternative ways of obtaining the resources can even be cheaper. For example, using AWS spot pricing, you can reduce the price of that virtual machine setup to only $1.04 from the original $3.06, which reduces the cost of obtaining the same password down to just $41.60. In other words, for less than $50, someone can crack the average password using open source tools that facilitate the password guessing process. But it gets even easier due to the predictability of passwords. From the microcosm that is our everyday lives, we think that we're somehow unique and everything we do and create is unique. Unfortunately, that's just not true, at least not when it comes to passwords. Human-created passwords are embarrassingly predictable because our brains aren't built like computer chips and data storage and recall is easier if it isn't completely random. Maybe that's what makes us different from AI. We're just less impressive when it comes to memory and processing. A while back, WordPress Engine published an article on password security based on an analysis of 10 million leaked passwords. The most common password in the study was 123456. This was followed by password, 123456789, QWERTY, 123456789, and last but not least, 12345. While the article didn't have a publication date, the password types hint that it might be a little outdated. Nowadays, passwords require certain combinations of letters, numbers, and sometimes even symbols. That being said, the patterns of the top six most used passwords are alarming. Four out of the total six are just a sequence of numbers. One of those is literally the word password. 
and QWERTY is just moving your fingers across the keyboard. Also, there's a very common pattern that ends a password. The number one ends a password by a long shot, taking up 23.84% of the total times a password ends in a number. As the smartest species on the planet, it's true that great minds think alike. All our passwords are basically the same. Even former US President Barack Obama admitted to using passwords like 1234567 and password. With this predictability in mind, it makes the process of brute forcing a password easier because a hacker can now go through permutations of the most common passwords. In fact, brute forcing the most common passwords is extremely easy because the hashing of those passwords are likely already stored somewhere, either locally or in some paste bin. With that information, brute forcing isn't even necessary. The hacker just needs to control F and see if any of the hashes from the list of compromised accounts matches the hashes he or she already has. If you recall, a hash is unique, which means that any matches are already revealed passwords. Even without a master list, different permutations of passwords can also be prioritized. For example, before going on into full-on brute force of random characters, a hacker might want to try out different combinations of the word password plus some numbers, maybe 0 through 999. So it would first look like password 1, then password 2, then password 3, and so on and so forth. So how do you improve your password security? Well, at the very least, increase the length of your password. If you're using eight characters, there are three quadrillion possible combinations that make up your password. By adding just one extra character, you increase that number by almost 100x, which means someone would need 100 times more resources in order to justify cracking your password. At 16 characters, I don't even know how to read that number of possible combinations. But it would be 11.9 quadrillion times stronger than an 8-character password. And it would take the same machine that cracks a password in 4.2 hours 5.7 trillion years to crack the 16-character password. Also think about using two-factor authentication, or 2FA for short. 2FA is great for reasons that go beyond password protection. In the event that someone obtains your password, that person still can't access your accounts without inputting a secondary password. Ideally, you should use a 2FA service like Google Authenticator or Authy, which are both free. Without going into too much detail, the fact is that text message two-factor authentication is weak and it's vulnerable because chances are Leaked data breaches won't only contain user name and password information, but also likely phone numbers too. And with that information, hackers can obtain text message two-factor authentications that should otherwise be going to your phone. Think about using a password manager. The one thing I hate about password managers is that the more you use them, the more vendor lock-in you have. For example, if you use a password generator that's stored on Google Chrome, the Chrome browser will save your password for future use, but if you attempt to use another browser like Microsoft Edge or Mozilla Firefox, you won't have that password saved. Worse, 
Each password is unique and randomly generated for each website, which means you're unlikely to remember all of them. But that's a good thing. Password managers create amazingly strong passwords that will increase your security in a way that you couldn't do for yourself. Finally, check if you're already compromised. It's unlikely that a hacker will magically guess your password through login attempts on a website. By the time they're trying to log in, chances are they've already obtained your password. A good way to check if your username or other information was leaked is to enter your email address on Have I Been Pwned? It's a website that monitors the internet to find emails that are traced back to data breaches. It's a free service that also alerts you via email every time it finds one of your emails in a data breach. If you're ever notified, then it's a good idea to change your password immediately on the compromised account, as well as on other accounts that have the same password. Hey everyone, just wanted to say that if you like learning about AI or intelligence, follow me on my podcast, available on SoundCloud and Spotify. If you enjoyed what you just learned, show some love by sharing. And if you have any questions, you can ask me through Worth It. It's linked on my profile.